Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. We have one major news point to cover but we won't dwell on it too much. That is the video addressed by Prime Minister Modi where among other things of course he asked people to light candles and torches for 9 minutes at 9 pm on Sunday as a gesture toward building solidarity in our fight against COVID-19. There is more to discuss actually about what happened yesterday that is April 2nd when the prime minister discussed a strategy to do a staggered exit from the 21 day lockdown with state chief ministers. We'll discuss that with a kind of broad overview in our first segment, where I'm joined by Ramya Kannan, the Hindu's chief of bureau in Tamil Nadu. This is the Hindu's daily COVID update show, and it's our 15th episode. We're recording on Friday, April the 3rd. Following Ramya, we have an update on the latest COVID-19 numbers in India, and a quick explainer from our deputy science editor Jacob Koshi. on whether or not the bcg vaccine could give us an immunological advantage in the battle against the novel coronavirus this was very much in the news yesterday and we have an article on it that we'll also link to in the show notes and let's begin ramya kanan i think um, the first thing that we need to discuss basically is uh, the prime minister had a meeting with the chief ministers yesterday that is on uh, april april 2nd and uh, the big point of discussion was a phased kind of exit strategy from the lockdown and i think what we need to discuss today is basically what can be how how can that discussion move forward what kind of steps should uh, can the states take in adopting that kind of phased exit and what is the kind of reporting that we're getting on how various states might do that including tamil nadu where we are speaking from Yeah, I think the Prime Minister's meeting, video conference yesterday, was towards states. Besides uh, doing a recce of what is already happening at uh, the state level, it was also to discuss whether uh, states have a strategy for exit, uh, basically exit of the lockdown, and how we'll withdraw from the exit itself. You know, it's going to be a massive exercise, even larger than actually clamping down, uh, because of the multiple aspects that have to be considered um so that's the uh, that was what he initiated i think it's up to each state now to devise its own strategy that would work for itself and just from from the from ground reporting level what are we what are the indications from say tamil nadu on how um, what, what are the major factors to take care of first so the the main factor is uh, something that was completely unexpected here the factor is the uh, tablighi jamaat conference in new delhi and that seems to have uh, churned everything up quite a bit and uh, the problem here is that states were completely unprepared for that kind of um, that kind of an event and they're struggling still to get a grasp of the situation on the whole so um given that is the circumstance even in tamil nadu where the numbers have been climbing every day in fact uh, initial reports today say that there have been 102 fresh cases but of course we're waiting for confirmation from the state health department about whether these were with the delhi group or outside of the delhi group but so far the general infection general community infection has been only about 
45 cases in 309 in a total of 309 cases so um, i think at this point of time states are grasp- grappling with the issue of how to contain an epidemic um, and the bulk of it they were clearly unprepared for the delhi incident i mean i don't think it's possible also to be prepared for something like that but they were unprepared for the delhi incident and now they are trying to settle that first so in tamil nadu they're talking about um, no waiting and watching basically of course the conversation on what to do has already been initiated um but it's wait and watch as of now things are shaping up in a manner that was least expected so based on the way the epidemic shapes up now uh, it's likely that um, strategy will be decided but one thing is for sure the decision will be done in consultation with health and public health experts epidemiologists and virologists um and studying the situation on the ground we'll have to i think wait and watch at least um, a little while longer to see how the delhi cases fare in order for the governments themselves to have a proper written down exit strategy in place and um do we have any indication of um, if if any state has the option to extend because as you say this is um, this is a situation especially in tamil nadu and in other states the the the, the infections coming in from the tablighi jamaat convention that uh, only looks like it might increase over the next couple of days or even more than that so th- is there an option to kind of extend if the states feel that that is the right thing to do yeah but um, unless uh, we ensure that interstate borders are secure we're not going to be able to stop migration or movement of people movement of non essential goods and services right so i think a certain uh, sort of consensus will have to be arrived at uh, from a central point of view in terms of allowing access to the different districts and see for instance a, a huge uh, migrant labor population um, i mean was a part of them left to their homes in bihar and up and jharkhand and orissa but um, there are still substantial migrant populations in various states that are being hosted by the state as of now given some shelter and um, you know food on a regular basis so we'll have to you know have an overall central strategy uh, supplemented by state level strategies uh, as we exit this epidemic i should think okay and just just going beyond the containment strategy even post the lockdown what are the other you know just in terms of um, the various welfare measures that have been announced how how does that uh, figure into an exit strategy from the lockdown yeah i guess uh, is one of the uh, largest rollouts in recent times so a uh, great deal of uh disbursement will be done it's also important to ensure that uh, the welfare schemes reach the beneficiaries uh, the both the central and state governments individually have announced several schemes uh, to offset the losses or if that's ever possible from this uh, epidemic so um careful monitoring by each state and by the center possibly with the help of committees that are put in place for this specific purpose maybe create a special purpose vehicle for every sector or segment and ensure that these services are delivered 
the what was promised reaches the beneficiaries. Um, otherwise, we are going to have a really tough problem on our hands. Um, and I think the most important aspect also is the is the communication around it because I think one of the most important things about a phased exit is that everybody doesn't turn up on the streets on the fifteenth. Uh, and kind of throng shops and malls and things, which is, I suppose, what we're trying to avoid going forward. But so does each state uh, sort of have to come up with its own strategy around communicating this? That's right. Uh, the idea should be to ensure that minimal crowds, there should be a regulation on crowds in particular places. I think that should continue to go on for a little while unless we're sure that the epidemic is on a decline. China seems to have done it. Um, some friends in China are saying that it is almost returned back to normalcy. Life in Beijing, especially, has uh, seems to have returned to normalcy. But they've had nearly a two-month uh, lockdown period, and they seem to have come back. But they have taken their time about returning to normalcy, and so should India uh, take lessons from China. And um, of course, it's in the realm of state governments to. Um, ensure that uh, there is no excessive crowding in public places and malls and other large establishments where public gather might have to be on shutdown for a little while longer. It will have to be a phased sort of um, getting back to life uh, strategy. Right. So I think we'll, we'll catch up again when we get uh, more reporting and more details on this. But thank you for this quick update today. Thank you so much, Jen. Bye. And Jacob Koshi, we move to you now. Welcome to the show again. And um, uh, what are the what's the update uh, for the numbers today that we have for numbers of cases? So, uh, according to the uh, health ministry, we have two thousand three hundred one uh, active cases, seventy deaths, one ninety two have recovered, two thousand three hundred seventy seven undergoing treatment, and there are nearly fifty six thousand odd tests that have been done so far and uh, what's interesting also is uh, is that as the number of tests are increasing we're also seeing more positive cases for instance uh, right now it's I mean statistics say that you know of the number of tests that have been conducted 3.26 percent have emerged positive and this is way more than for instance on March when you know you had only 1.03 percent of the tests uh, conducted that emerge positive and as you know we're all aware the doubling rate is now about five i mean in in five days we have kind of uh doubled to uh 2000 odd cases so and in terms of uh policies or in terms of the as the press conferences have been have become rather brief now there are just a couple of questions but not much information in terms of uh, testing strategies the ICMR did say that they might announce a fresh set of guidelines in terms of expanding the number of tests that they do. Uh, they're going to use a new kind, they, a new kind of test called the antibody test. Now, the antibody tests are very quick, but they don't tell you if you have an existing infection. They tell they tell you if you have you know if you have had some kind of infection, you know even recently or you know in the in the weeks or the months that have gone by so experts say you need a company combination of an antibody test and the pcr test that is now used to 
if to gauge in a in a wider community if the the scope the scope of infections but the icmr hasn't released guidelines on how it's going to be going about it so it's expected to do so by tomorrow yeah okay that's an interesting point so uh, the other thing jacob is that uh, just to take you back to a story that was in the news yesterday and you have an article on this that um, i be linked to in today's show notes uh, and it's about it's about the bcg vaccine and a theory i think there was an academic paper also going around that in countries where the bcg vaccine was given there might be some kind of immunity to covid-19 so just explain that a bit yeah so the bcg vaccine is the standard uh, vanilla a uh, tuberculosis vaccine that is given to every child in india i mean it has been in it has been in as a consistent policy uh being given for since at least 1968 and it is supposed to be protective against childhood uh, tuberculosis now uh, some researchers at new york institute of technology in uh, in the united states they've done this interesting kind of correlation and they have shown that countries which have had a long standing vaccination policy that is you know who uh, you know uh, who uh, who been inoculating their citizens since at least 40 or 50 years those countries have shown a lower number of deaths in their elderly population particularly from covid now a lot of they have exclude they have only counted middle in middle income countries and high income countries as defined by the who this was just to rule out the uh, you know the fact that you know many low income countries also have shown very few covid deaths but that can be attributable to the lack of testing whereas in middle and high income testing uh, countries there's lot more testing and so a fairly more reliable indicator of infections now they have found that there is a nearly 10 times reduction in deaths in countries which have had in rich countries which have had a long term uh, bcg policy so for instance japan japan has uh, very few deaths and relatively few inf- infections and japan has had a inoculation policy since 1948 but countries like italy spain netherlands the united states they don't have a bcg vaccination policy at all or you know they had it at some point but they discontinued it and as is very well known these are countries that have got a very high number of deaths now the that's an interesting kind of correlation and the explanation for this is that the bcg vaccine though it's supposed to protect against the tb uh, the tb bacterium it has a very broad ranging kind of uh, uh, immunity immunity properties so for instance the way the vaccine works in the body it is theorized uh kind of uh, preps the immune system to defend itself against even viral uh, attacks so to say okay. so there have been studies over over many years that shows that you know it has led to a reduction in leprosy cases it has led to a reduction in it it is kind of slightly protective against certain kind of non invasive uh, gallbladder uh, cancer for instance so it's known that it has got a wide ranging set up. prop uh, protective effect against a lot of illnesses but experts say that you know just because india has a bcg vaccination in uh, policy in place does not mean that you know citizens should just be should be relieved that you know oh that will, will is is going to protect me from covid of course people like to say that it's because of the bcg vaccine that you know we are seeing so few relatively relatively few cases and fewer deaths but again as we've, we've been discussing over the over the weeks now it's 
also explainable by uh, you know lower number of testing india interestingly wasn't really included in this analysis so experts say that we should have a proper kind of proper trial we should act uh, let's say the indians who have actually survived or you know who have not fallen too sick and have recovered from covid did they actually have bcg vaccinations we should actually investigate it investigate cases like that only then can we draw a kind of significant conclusion is what experts say and uh, just just to clarify does everybody in india get the bcg vaccine is it part of some standard vaccine uh, policy yes it's part of the national right. immunization policy so every uh, child is expected to ha- uh, have that it is not like the polio vaccine for instance where somebody might will come into your house and uh, you know administer the polio drops irrespect until till you till the child is 5 years but this is part of the standard set of vaccines that you get it's available free it's really right. inexpensive also so we can be rest assured that most uh, children in india have had it but the problem with the bcg is that over the years it's been established that you know it is not it doesn't really protect adults against tb so you know it protects children against tb that is no doubt but you know adult tb is a different case it's also said that you know the vaccine loses its potency over o- over years so there are studies which show that you probably need to have a reboosting you need to have a you know a fresh shot of bcg once you're older so it's these controversies and that is why a lot of developed countries where they don't have much tb they don't have they don't really advise this vaccine because you know it is also slight it's also got some slight indication that you know it might lead to infection by other kind of bacteria which is why us italy spain don't really have compulsory vaccination policies in between but that said uh, i'll also like to know that uh, uh, you know tell you that several countries now are actually especially the us and uh, australia and uh, Italy I believe are are trying out a, a clinical trial wherein they're going to be inoculating inoculating health workers with the bcg vaccine and probably in 2 or 3 months we sh- they will systematically figure out if this is indeed conferring some kind of protective effect so that is again something interesting to look forward to in the days ahead right we'll keep a watch on that and jacob um, let's uh, let's we'll catch up again tomorrow uh, and see if the icmr announces anything important about uh, the criteria for testing so uh, thanks sure. for joining us today we'll see you tomorrow